This is Gateway City Sports. Cardinal fans, it's turning two. Coming at you with Matt Nils, solo show. And, and and I thank you so, so much for stopping in and taking a listen today for episode number one. Number one of God knows how many. Uh, a little about what's going to be taking place on the show. I'm going to be answering questions um, over the course of the season. As it progresses, we'll talk trades, we'll talk rumors. We'll talk the drama, everything that goes on top to bottom. I also, as soon as the minor league season does kick off, I want to start discussing those games um, from Memphis, Springfield, all, all the way down. Um, that's my game plan. That's what I want to do with this is, is top to bottom, talk about the whole organization, the games going on, how, the, how our top prospects are doing uh, week by week their progression, everything, how the big club's doing. Plain and simple, I want to tackle it. I want to answer your questions. Not that I'm going to know all the answers, but that's what I want to do with this show. I want to incorporate everybody into this, leave nobody behind, and and let's just tackle this thing from top to bottom. So turning the page here from basically what I want to do and what you're going to get on this podcast, uh, let's jump into it. Friday night, late Friday night, we got word that uh, Nolan Arenado was being traded from the Colorado Rockies to the St. Louis Cardinals. Who's going back to Colorado? We don't know at this time, and that's fine. You know, honestly, as long as as, as Carlson's not gone, I think that uh, the Cardinals made a damn good trade. Damn good trade for something they needed. They've been lacking at third base for a couple years, a couple, a few years now. And I think we're going to see a damn good player come over to St. Louis again. And we're going to be impressed. I mean, plain and simple, I'm excited for it. I know everybody else is. The the whole community has been blowing up for Nolan Arenado. And, I mean, just the raw emotion that uh, I I know that I was feeling as uh, Friday morning, you know, we were just waiting to see what the next move was, and then it uh, just all fell into place. Now, we don't know anything further at this time, of course, but uh, hopefully here in the coming days we'll know a lot more of it. But it's it's, it's a standard Cardinals move, you know. John Mosellock and company do not like making moves closer to spring training, and we're still a few weeks out for that. I can't tell you how excited I am, you know, 
for that alone. But the team doesn't like making trades getting close to or during spring training. They like their cards set in place approaching the new season. So let's move let's move ahead here. I don't have much to talk about today, really. Um, I just wanted to get the ball rolling on this. Let you guys know what you're going to get out of the Turn and Two podcast in 2021. Um, like I said earlier, I want you guys involved. Uh, I want to answer questions as I can. Um, I want you guys to have fun. Um, hopefully, hopefully, as I get more experienced in this new game of podcasting, uh, I want to incorporate you know bringing people on, uh, bringing people in from uh, Springfield from Memphis if I can I don't know if I can pull those triggers but uh, just just talk to people throughout the organization uh, players uh, staff whoever just to get unique views of the the seasons uh, and, and everything else um, so other than the Arenado trade there's really not much to talk about in Cardinals baseball I mean we've got Wainwright who who, who signed of course um, and, and Yachty is due to sign his one-year deal here soon. Not done yet. Um, I, I hope, I would like to see the Cardinals, of course, bring back Wong. I can't fathom. I cannot fathom that infield going around the horn with Goldschmidt, Wong, Arenado at third, and then a shortstop, Paul DeYoung. I mean, it's got to be hands down the best infield in the majors for quite some time. I mean, hands down, I don't I don't know of any defense in the majors that is that good. I mean, let's put their gold gloves to the side. I think Goldschmidt himself has saved the Cardinals defensively at first base from what we saw years prior. And and that's that's a run save, that's that's runners on base. I mean, it's it's done a lot. And think you you had that uh that glove, that arm at third base with Arenado. And, I mean, the corners are stuck. I mean, they're they're gold vacuums. But you add Wong into the mix at second, it's just a highlight real infield. I mean, there's nothing stopping this team from stopping the ball in the infield. So, anyways, you know, let's, let's stop the chit-chat. I mean, this isn't going to be long, this first one, and that's fine. We're going to roll on. So I reached out last night, yesterday, whatever time it was, for just some questions till I can get more baseball material rolling from a few of you guys. So um, I'm going to answer a few of them for you. So Ryan Scholl asked first uh, where I would bat Goldie. Where's Carlson going to bat and play? Um, to, to buddy up with that, Brad Range asked the same well, asked a question, uh, who should play center? So we're just going to run this one back. So I think that Goldschmidt is going to bat third. That's where I think Goldschmidt's going to bat. Um, I think it's a good spot for him. I think Carlson will bat second and play probably right. Shit, just throw him out in the outfield. I don't care where he plays. I mean, the kid's good. So, you know, I think with Bader speed, throw Bader maybe in center. At the same time, put Carlson wherever you need to. He needs to play. I think we saw at the end of last season the, the potential that Dylan Carlson does have. Um, and as many of you know, I'm very hyped about Dylan Carlson. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to put Goldschmidt at third. 
batting third. And uh, Carlson, I don't care where he plays in the outfield. Throw him in the outfield anywhere. Bat him second. Now, there is part of me that thinks you can put <laughs> you can put Dylan Carlson one through four. Anywhere in that one through four slot, throw him right there, and he's fine. Why? I could throw him, I, I could throw him in the one hole. And why is that? Because he's got the batter's eye of a hawk. I mean, the guy, you, you saw his, his ability to take pitches, to see the ball well. He's got speed, but at the same time, he's got pop. So if you're needing you a leadoff hitter, you could throw him in the one hole. At the same time, you can put him in front of Goldschmidt in two. But that's one of the major issues that I saw last year with the Cardinals was they were burying him last year. They were just burying him down eight, seven, eight, nine because he couldn't get going. Which is fine. I mean, if you need to throw him down there because you think that it's not it's, it's going to get him going, it's just not. I mean, the the kid thrives in the top half of the batting order, and whenever you bury him down there, you, you got no, nobody to protect him. You had Bader behind him or O'Neill behind him, um, and nothing was happening there. You know, and I and I ranted and I raved and I just wanted him up in the lineup. You know, bat in front of Goldschmidt. Shit, put him in, put him in the one hole. Put him somewhere up top because he's going to get it done. So I think Carlson's going to bat second. All in all, he'll bat second. But you could slide him into the into the in the one slot any day of the week. He's going to get on base, but he's got the potential for pop. So that's that. Um, next question was from our our good buddy C seventy Daniel. He wants to know. How many games does Andrew Kisner play? Um, in a starting role, I would like to see Kisner, I'd say, play 20 to 30, 40 games. Um, you're, you can't get experience if you don't play. You can't get experience if you're riding the pine, unfortunately. Um, I do feel like Andrew Kisner's bat is one of his his high points in his game. Um, and he's got a damn good arm, too. And one of the early or one of the latter spring training, if you will, games before the season actually started, you know, we saw Kisner's arm a little bit. Um, and I think that as fans, we're not seeing him enough. I, I know we've got Yachty coming back most likely. So I think we need to see him more. I, I do, because I think once his back gets going, you're going to understand why he it was kept around instead of anybody else um so i I would like to see kisner play 40 plus games but he's probably going to play start 20 plus so in the range of 20 to 40 is where i want to see andrew kisner start play whatever um an interesting question from uh bb underscore mdn he asks why not trade gorman at the deadline for a starting pitcher or outfielder I think that's the question. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of reason why you don't trade Gorman, and that's because you don't know right now if Arenado's going to opt out. You hope Arenado doesn't opt out, but if Arenado opts out at the end of uh, any one of these seasons coming up, you got to have Gorman around to take the reins at third base. And if they bring the DH in, you just keep Gorman around to hit. I mean the dude. Kills the ball. Uh, defense is still being refined, but that's fine. He still slugs the ball at such a young age. Um, and hopefully, 
hopefully we get to see him in Springfield this year. Hopefully. I guess what I'm saying is at the end of the day, you don't want to trade off a good hitting prospect for anything at this matter if Arenado does fall through. I mean, all things go well, they'll both still be around. And luckily in the Arenado trade, they didn't have to get rid of any any top prospects. Um, you know, the names that we have heard uh, aren't, aren't bad, um, but they're not Gorman, they're not Libertor, um, they're not a Carlson. So I think we made off good in the trade, but I don't see the point in trading off Nolan Gorman so soon, um, especially when the there's kind of an unknown with Nolan Gorman. Sorry, Nolan Arenado. Um, approaching the end of a couple seasons so keep them around the the cardinals pitching depth is so deep i feel i feel that um you know they, they can make anything happen if they need to a trading deadline or at any point in time um you know money may be an issue right now but um i don't think they need to trade off a top prospect but i think and i said this a lot last year i think Libertor was a there there's a reason behind that but I think maybe it was initially for their auto trade last season before everything got shut down. But, hey, they escaped this year without having to do too much for him. And they even got allegedly some cash back, a lot cash, a lot more cash than I've ever seen in my life. So that's, that's perfect. But all in all, at the end of the day, you know, they're hoping for Gorman to assume a role with the big club at some point in time, whether that be DH or if Arenado leaves. I mean, if not, you know, we do have a significant trade piece there. If down the road, that needs to happen. But only time will tell at this point in time. But like I said, it's not smart just to try to trade him off right now. Not with the unknown in the future. Um, Let's see. Next question is from Derek King. He's asking me what I think the bullpen and rotation is going to look like. The bullpen, it's hard to, to really get into that in my eyes. Um, well, you know, we are going to see Jordan Hicks back this year, which everybody's excited for. Um, I think that uh, I think that, that, that we missed him a lot last year. We lost John Brebbia over the offseason too. Um, so I, I think we are going to see um, a, a lot of the, the same we did last year. Now we do have an issue with the rotation. Um, we have a lot of depth potentially for the rotation and I think we're going to see uh, some competition for that fifth role coming out of spring training um, I, the rotation you know right now we're looking at Flaherty uh, Wayno, uh KK Michaelis and then our fifth slot uh, you know we've got Martinez Reyes potentially and Ponce de Leon potentially uh, so I mean that fifth spot is going to be a dance all the way down to the wire, and I, <laughs> I, I hope they make it the best because um, any one of those guys could slide back into the bullpen, and and we saw a healthy Alex Reyes last season, and we've all been waiting for that, and and he's so dominant. But I would love to see him in the rotation. Give the kid a chance to throw in the rotation. Um, you know, we had our question marks with Carlos Martinez last year. Um, but any one of these guys could slide into that role, and I'm not mentioning one name. Because he's in the talks going back to Colorado, and that's Austin Gomber. And that, that's, a, that's a kid that I gained a lot of respect for last season. 
Um, you know, that lefty role, I didn't see much of him prior entering the season. Uh, he's didn't necessarily impress me, that, but that's probably because I didn't see him that much. But last season, like, he just won me over. He really won me over. And um, if he is gone, I'm sad to see him go, but the kid's got the stuff. He's got the stuff to be a big league pitcher in the rotation somewhere. Um, I would have loved to see him in the rotation in 2021, but if it's in a deal for for Nolan Arenado, I I wish him the best, and I hope that he uh, does well in Colorado. But, yeah, that back end of the rotation, it's going to be an absolute dogfight entering the season to see who gets the role. But I would love for Alex Reyes to have the opportunity – a healthy Alex Reyes to have the opportunity to pitch in the Cardinals rotation. So, I mean, you guys can mix it any way you want. I mean, I think we know our four four main guys are going to be in the rotation, but I think the big question mark is that fifth slot. I mean, of course, there's guys, one Trevor Bauer. Um, of course, that would be excellent. That would be great. But I don't think the Cardinals necessarily have the money for that. Um, but, you know, I'd didn't think we were going to get Nolan Arenado either. I thought that was a, a pipe dream, but hey, it's in the works. It's happening. It's a done deal. So anyways, moving forward, uh, Gene asks me about the Carpenter and Arenado platoon at third base. So I think ultimately if Cardinals, Cardinals if Carpenter is not dealt anywhere in the offseason due to Obviously, it's his last season, last year on his contract, sorry. No trade clause, all of that. If Carpenter's not dealt anywhere, I think you're going to see Carpenter be a super utility guy. Um, I think you're going to see him take over spots at, at third base. Uh, you're going to see him take over spots at uh, second base. You're going to see him take over at first base. Maybe not late in games, but... Uh, I think at any point in time, if somebody needs time off, you could see Carpenter slide into those roles. He's played all of those positions. They have literally moved Carpenter around all over the infield to see what he can do. And I think if they don't deal him this offseason or at any point in time, I think you're going to see him get reps at all of those positions when guys need off. So that's that's my thought. I mean, over the course of the past few seasons, we've seen the bat slow down, um, the arm is clearly an issue at third base, but the the guy's played everywhere. You know he has. Everybody's had has has respect for the guy, but we've seen a decline in the in the gameplay, and that's fine. I mean, it happens with age. We all do it. We're all aging. Um, but that's my thoughts with Carpenter. I, I do think he's going to be used as a super utility guy, kind of like Tommy Edmond. Maybe not in the outfield, but um, if they don't deal him, you know they're going to have to do something with him, especially on that last year. Um, other teams probably see the decline too, so he's not really doesn't have much trade value in him. Um, and plus, that money is not necessarily easy to get rid of with uh, everything exiting or during a pa- pandemic per se. So that's my thoughts with 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 Carpenter Arenado. You know, Arenado will get 130, hopefully 140 plus games at third base, um, but of course he'll need days off. So. They don't trade him. That's my goal. They're gonna bounce him around. They're gonna bounce Carpenter around. But I, he's not gonna <laughs> he's not gonna see a lot of uh, time at third base. Obviously, with our, our new guy coming into town. Next question from Sam Smitty. He wants to know where do I bat Arenado? 
And just like I said earlier, I think you're going to see I – think, I think the 2-3-4 is made up. I think you're going to see Kit Carlson, Goldschmidt, Arenado. And, and as I spoke with Ron the other day, I think that is going to be pushing a, a heart of the order like you saw in the early 2000s with Edmonds, Pools, Walker, Roland, all of those guys. We, we do need another one just to solidify the back end of that. But I think Arenado is going to be locked in that four spot. Um, I guess the other potential is you could go Carlson, Goldschmidt at second, and then you put Arenado at third in the order. But um, I, I do think I do think um, Mike Schultz definitely making out a, a lineup in his head with Arenado batting fourth. That's where I'm going to hit him at least because um, Goldie is obviously your big bopper. But it's nice to have Goldschmidt – some protection finally. Um, no more question marks behind him with a bat like Arenado. Now I know there's questions swirling around on how he's going to do outside of Colorado, but there's not going to be any issues. There's not going to be any issues at all. I know people see the splits. Oh, he's not, he's not good outside of Colorado, but he's not played anywhere else full time. You know, look at look at Larry Walker. He came to St. Louis and was perfectly fine. Look at DJ LeMay, who, yes, he plays in New York, but, I mean, it'll be okay. And I, I don't I don't have any fear. And once he gets over here and slides in, we'll be good to go. But it's finally going to get Goldschmidt some protection behind him. And then, obviously, you're going to bat probably Paul DeYoung behind it, Aaron Otto. So, up and down the order, it's not too bad until, you know, you get kind of deep in the lineup. And then you get some question marks. But that's that's for another time. That's for another time. That's another rant. You're not ready for that today, so that's fine. Um, my last question here is from Benny Talks Cards. He says the best player performance since 2000. Everybody's gonna have a, their different thoughts. Everything on the best player performance since 2000. Mine, and I know we've had our Edmonds, we've had our pools. We've had all of these guys, but one of the best guys in my head that stands out since 2000 is Alan Craig's 2020, sorry, Alan Craig's 2012 and 2013 seasons. I mean, the guy just couldn't miss. He couldn't miss, and he he, he was great in the order, and he just, all he did was hit, and uh, unfortunately, you know, his career took a turn, but he was he was one of the best performances that I saw. Um, and then that's just one of those guys that, uh, he wasn't a big name, but I mean, the guy just put numbers up constantly. I mean, it just seemed like everything Alan Craig did was hit, you know, and, uh, that was a good time. He wasn't a pools. He wasn't an Edmonds. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't out there with the big name, but I mean, the guy was just a ball player. Unfortunately, you know, his Cardinals career ended early. But, uh, yeah, he was one of my favorites um, player performances. I mean, there's so many. I, I personally cannot hone in on one guy's season all the time and just focus on that. You know, I've got to watch it as a team, and, and, and seeing the team succeed is everything. So that's uh, that's all the questions that I've got to answer today. Um, hopefully moving forward, you know, I wish they could find the money to bring back uh, Colton Wong to play second, so we can see this this uh, dream infield, if you will, in St. Louis. Because I think we're gonna have a lot of great 
defensive highlights. I think we're going to see um, a lot of things this season that uh, maybe lacked on the past few years. Um, so I hope everybody can join me for the ride. I think we're going to have a lot of fun over here on turn two. I've got a lot of things that I'm putting into motion. So um, really, thank you guys for listening tonight. Please drop me some questions. Um, you can find the podcast handle at turnin to podcast. Drop me questions over there. I'll drop anytime I've got a podcast drop and I'll send it over there. Come find it. Shoot me anything, any questions on it. I'm not gonna ask her anything silly. Let's let's keep it baseball related. Drop your questions. Um, and until next time, guys, have a great day. Let's go, Cardinals.